This is the Courtney for Life podcast. Simple, real, and relatable audio bits on lifestyle, nutrition, and fitness. Grab a plate of tacos and let's chat. Well, hi there. I'm going to be so completely honest in that sometimes I feel so awkward with like an introduction. Um, I have one of my girlfriends that I talk to on a daily basis and we send our audio messages to each other. And I always feel like starting the conversation is just so fucking awkward. Like, what do you say? What do you even say? I don't even know, but I'm here. I have no idea when you're listening to this, what's going on, but hi, hello. Welcome to the cool club. We're digging in. And I have like, oh, fuck after the last podcast that I did, hopefully you listened to that one with like all my little like rants and rambles and things that I'm loving and little topics that I want to talk about that I feel like don't even have a place and they're just here. And we're, we're here for that. I got so excited making like little notes throughout the week and being able to sit down over the weekend and being like, it's podcast time. I'm just going to sit in the corner of my office with air conditioning on and this tiny little microphone right in front of my mouth. And I'm just going to like shoot the shit to my computer. (laughs) If that's like, we're being completely honest. So, ah, so many things going on. First, I want to get into the whole Instagram threads. And if like, if you don't know, now you know, it's basically the Twitter version of Instagram. Like it even freaking looks the same. I don't know about you, but I have been a Twitter girl. I even think, I don't even want to say before Facebook, but I've had it for like 15 years. Like I got Twitter when it came out. It was actually kind of like a, because I went to school for graphic design and advertising. It was part of like our advertising marketing courses. And they're like, you have to get Twitter. You have to do social media. That's how I ended up like building my website and like crazy. But anyway, I have been a Twitter girl and I feel like Twitter is like the Twitterverse is so freaking different for me. And I'm sure like everybody uses different social media platforms differently. But for me, it's always been almost like this, like safe little corner where I can just, just say the shit that I want to say. I know that I have to say things a little bit differently on podcasts and YouTube videos and on my Instagram. I don't really use Facebook anymore, but I have different kinds of followers on different platforms and my Twitter platform. It's just, it's just different. So I feel like threads, I'm like, how do I even interact on here? Like, I feel like everybody who's on threads is coming over from Instagram. So that's kind of the, the tone or the vibe or almost like the language (laughs) and the amount of fuckery that I put on there. Um, but I did realize, oh my God, it gave me so much anxiety a couple days ago. So right now it is Sunday and I think that came out like maybe Tuesday. So like less than a week ago, or at least that's when I got the notification on Instagram. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, Ooh, what's this? And I instantly joined it. And I think it, like, I I felt, I was like, I need to be on here. I need to be one of the first ones. Like, was I one of the first ones? Fuck no. I was like number 1,200,000, which I think is still like fairly early for a lot of people. I'm seeing a lot of people starting at like the 6 million or almost like the 10 million now. So I think I was, I don't even know how I got there so early, but I was like, oh my God, like I need to get on it. I need in the, like the algorithm to see me like algorithm. Hello. Like fucking look at me. I'm doing things and nobody cares. Nobody fucking cares. Nobody cares what number I was. Nobody cares that I'm on there first. Like literally no one. And I was getting so much anxiety and I found myself like closing Instagram and opening threads and then switching accounts into my, my coaching account and then my personal account and then closing that and then going back into Instagram and reposting it. And I was like, what in the actual fuck? I was like, 
the algorithm fucked with me hard. Like I got, like, I realized how bad it was. And I, I don't even want to think about how much time I was spending, like doing that wheel, that runaround, swapping out between everything. But like, I had this like click and I was like, holy fuck. And I'd message my friend. I'm like, threads just gave me so much anxiety. Oh my God. And just the awareness of having that like social media anxiety, I swear we are all prone to that to some extent. And I am fairly used to spending so much time on Instagram because that is part of my business. When people like, I know a lot of people try to limit their, their social media time. And I am probably on that app for about like four to six hours a day. I will be completely honest. I don't even want to look at the insights in terms of that, but absolutely like wouldn't put those numbers past me. And it, a lot of it's business and I'm fine with it. That for the most part is like my normal and that is my balance. But being able to realize that like this new app triggered whatever the fuck it triggered, I was like, hold up. This is just a little bit too much. So however you're interpreting this little note amongst this podcast in terms of like social media giving you anxiety, when you feel like you close an app and then literally open it again, that that's your time to shut it the fuck down. I've caught myself doing that before. And I'm like, oh, what am I doing? It's, it's just a full body fuck now. All right. So we're going to jump in like right into the next other thing, like hard cut transition, being extreme with protocols in the fitness industry. And I was doing my workout this morning and I always like the moment I put my shoes on and I get ready and I'm like, all right, I'm in it. I'm going to start my warm up. I use my Apple watch and I set a timer. Um, sorry, I don't set a timer. I put on like my little training app settings. Do I even care about how long it takes me or do I track any of that? No, but it's just a habit that I do. So we're just going to let that be what it is. And I realized I spent like three and a half minutes warming up and I was like, Ooh, that's not enough. And I'm like, hold on. Did I do what I needed to do? Yes. It's fine. There have been times. So the past powerlifting version of me, I would honestly spend 10 to 15 minutes warming up on specific training days. There's a time and a place for that. It is necessary sometimes, but it is not always necessary. And in, so in, in the fitness industry, I feel like, oh my God, if you're not spending 10 minutes warming up, if you're not taking these supplements, you're missing out on gains. If you're not getting eight hours of sleep, you're not going to grow. If you're not doing this with your meals, like, you have to do more and more and more. And it's like, when the fuck do we need to reel that back? And one of my girlfriends, Dr. Casey Joe Orvitas, if you don't know who she is, please follow her on Instagram because she's bomb.com. I'm going to tag her in the notes below on her Instagram account. And by the way, her Instagram threads is really feral and I love it. So if you need a little like harsh reality check in terms of like mindset, kind of like mental health and a growth kind of mindset, that kind of good shit, you need to be following her on threads. But anyway, she had made a little stories chat about how in the fitness industry, or I guess like the health and wellness industry, if we want to generalize it a little bit more, how she was saying, we see all the time, the most successful health and fitness people and myself included, I will, I will label myself in that is the boring stuff works. 
The stuff that you do repetitively day after day, eating the same meals, doing the same workouts, because switching up your workouts every week or every day, it's not going to do, it's not going to do you any good. And you're not going to be able to measure progress. So you've got to stick to the boring, repetitive day in and day out grind. Yes, but also full body fuck no. And I'm totally playing off Casey's conversation. And I'm basically just taking exactly what she said. And I'm, I'm presenting it to you here is that through intrinsic motivation, which is intrinsic would be like internal motivation. So what you're motivated by, not external motor or extrinsic motivation, which would be like, I want, um, I want to look good for somebody else, right? We're doing internal motivation, the intern, we are going to be motivated and we are going to stick to the things that we fucking enjoy not necessarily the boring shit because you can have, and I, I say this to new clients all the time. I like vividly remember having this conversation to a new client, like four days ago, I was like, I am going to make sure the most important part of your training program is that you enjoy it because I can give you the most goal aligned, specific and progressive training program. That's like 100% in theory going to give you the best fucking results you could ever have. But if you don't like it, if you don't enjoy going into the gym, you are not going to stick with it and you're going to hate it. And then you're going to hate me. And then you're going to quit. And then you're going to be back exactly where you fucking were. And nobody wants that. So you are going to be motivated and you're going to stick to the stuff that you enjoy doing the most. This is one thing, enter shameless, shameless plug at Courtney for Life Coaching. This is what my coaches and I emphasize first and foremost, before any results actually happen, we develop the systems. We meet the clients exactly where the heck they are. We take everything in their life and we're like, how can we make the least amount of changes that provide some kind of results? So with clients, if we are giving them nutrition guidance, we give them a sample day of eating. So we cannot call it a meal plan because technically we're, we are not registered dietitians and we cannot legally prescribe meal plans for clients. Um, side note, if you have a coach that is doing that and they're not a registered dietitian, that's not allowed. So we don't do that. We give sample days. You like how I phrase that? Just, just an example of what you could possibly eat based on your current food choices and preferences, and that align with the macronutrient ratios that we give you. See what I did there? Totally beat the system. But anyway, we don't just say like, okay, well, you're going to start eating chicken and broccoli and rice, and you're going to have fish and you're going to have overnight oats. Like if the client doesn't like that stuff, they're not going to stick to it. Sure. It's repetitive and it's boring. And over time with consistency, it's going to get them to where they want, where they need to be. But if they don't enjoy it, there is no point, you know? So we take the client, like what they're currently eating. We take three of their last three days of eating. We take a list of the foods that they love eating. And we're like, how can we make like minor, minor adjustments and make sure that the program is actually easy. I had a client a couple days ago, he messaged me and he's like, this seems really easy. And I'm like, yes, that is exactly what the hell we want. We want it easy. And we want it enjoyable because if you are spinning your wheels and who cares if the boring stuff is like mundane and it's like preset, if you don't like it, you're not going to stick to it. So it is so, so important, whether you have a coach, whether you're following a program, whether you're doing anything in your life, your job, your relationship, 
your, your self-appearance, if you don't like what you're doing and where you are and who you're with, you're not going to be able to stick to it. So wrapping things back up, there is a time and a place for the boring stuff, the repetitive stuff and doing extremes with protocols in the fitness industry. I chilled the fuck out this morning. I did a four minute warm up, and I was like, that's great. I'm going to get the job done. And to be completely honest, I had one of the best effective workouts ever. It felt so good. And I'm like, am I beating myself up over the four minutes? No, because I would rather do four minutes of what I enjoyed, what felt good and what was effective rather than like doing more. You don't have to do more. So the TLDR is that there's a time and a place for extreme protocols in the fitness industry. But as social media grows, like by the masses, literally years after years, days after days, if we're being honest, there's amplified extremes and protocols and coaches especially are like, you have to do this. Oh my God, you're missing out on this. If you improve your sleep by 30 minutes, you can lose 20 pounds. Like just chill out. All right. Just chill out. So be very cautious with the shit that you absorb on social media, especially when it comes to the fitness industry. If you have any questions, first and foremost, ask your coach. If you don't have a coach, holler at me. Send me a message. I'm not saying I have to be your coach. I would love to be your coach. Like join our team. We are fucking badasses. But ask me a question. If I don't know the answer, I will do what I can to get you the answer. All right. That is my like open door policy to you. Send me an email, courtney.u at live.ca, and let's chat about it, right? Now, let's transition. We're still kind of in this flow of the coaching and the protocols and maximizing them, but not being extreme. <laughs> so I'm, not that I'm like counteracting what I just said, but this was more so a realization that I had for me as a competitive athlete, but this absolutely applies to lifestyle clients. And when I wrote this little side note or this script out, I was like, can this apply to my clients and therefore probably like general population, um, which I like to short term as gen pop or just like general lifestyle people. Yes, absolutely. So just because I'm coming at this from an original prep mindset does not mean it's not relatable to you, my beautiful friend. So when you hire a coach, you need to take their protocols and you need to maximize them. The work is not done when you get emailed a program and doing what the program says is not enough. You need to figure out how to max it out. So I'm going to give you two beautiful examples. First one is my training programming. So my training programming, my coach and I kind of like both work together on it. I get my training program approved by my coach based on my needs and goals but I'm the one that needs to find out how to make it better in every single session. So transferring this into a client approach, I always encourage this to my clients. I'm like, find a way to win in your training this week. Find one or two exercises in your program that you can progress on. Any form of progressive overload. This does not, and I really try to emphasize that this does not mean simply adding weight. Maybe that means going through the full range of motion a little bit better. Maybe that means controlling the tempo a little bit better. Maybe that means your RPE went from like 9.0 to 8.5, which by the way, I think most people don't quite grasp the concept of RPE. Do we use it on my coaching team? Yes. But we also 
simultaneously use form check videos. So if a client shows me a form check video and I assess their effort at like an RPE seven, and then I look at their program and they're like, that was a nine. It's like, no, you can do more. And then this is when I would kind of tie it back to be like, nope, we're going to improve. And I'm going to challenge you to push yourself in this exercise this week. So simply doing four sets of 12 repetitions and matching your number that you did last week, that's not enough. That is by no means enough. Okay. So you need to take the protocols and figure out a way to make them better. Another example, I have my macros. So right now, because I have mucho many weeks, I have 10 weeks until my next competition, I get to be a little bit more flexible with my dietary choices. I still eat, for the most part, foods on repeat day in and day out, but I have my macros so not necessarily meal plan. But I'm the one that needs to figure out how to make them work for me. So the ingredient adjustments, reassessing. It's not my coach's job because they don't know everything. Just like my clients are like, and I'm totally not calling anyone out. I'm just generally speaking. Clients are like, I don't know why I have bloating or I don't know why my weight is up. It's like, well, everything that you have done is a byproduct of the scale. The scale is a byproduct of everything that you have done. So I give clients their macros, but if they're eating shit that doesn't work with their, with their body and they're maybe not getting fiber or they're not getting enough vegetables or they're choosing full, like a full day of protein powder instead of eating whole protein meat sources. And then they're like, oh, I don't feel good. Well, yeah, because I'm just giving you your macros and it's your job to find a way to make it work. A great example was me a few weeks ago. I had mentioned that my coach had pushed up my calories and I was like, oh, I feel so full. I wasn't able to figure this out. I kind of like gave a little bit of resistance and he was like, we're not changing anything. He's like, we're not pulling back on your calories. You need to grow. You understand what's happening. Like fucking figure it out. He didn't say that, but for the most part, he said that. That's how I interpreted So I was like, all right, I need to do a little bit of navigation and I need to reassess and adjust my ingredient choices and figure out my meal timing and find a way to make this work. So the summary on that little note is when you hire a coach, you are the one that needs to take responsibility to take the protocols and to maximize them and to make them work for you. I'm going to make a very safe assumption that anybody who is listening to this podcast or listens or follows any of my content you're probably at least 24 years old. You have been making your own decisions. I'm hoping for at least five years. Like I really fucking hope so. From food, you're probably making your own choices for probably almost two decades now. And if you can't figure out and listen to your body in terms of if a food doesn't digest well with you or something causes a reaction, like you need to grow up. And this is like the biggest love tap in your face, like a very firm love tap that you need to take responsibility for your actions and the reactions that come with that. All right. Little, yeah, that was, that was a huge fucking slap in the face. So if you are feeling triggered by that, it's like, sit down, put this podcast on pause and reassess your protocols. Okay. Now into transition, awkward cut. My 2023 vibes or my mantra or my manifestation that I have just been fucking eating up over the last six months already, we're in the seventh month of the year, is I like, I love this saying, I am rich, I am famous, I am successful. 
and this is not blunt comments. Like it's, it's not, I guess, true value. I don't know how to say it, but like when I say I am famous, I interpret that as like, I know who I am. I know what I stand for. I recognize my truth. I will only do things that like speak to my soul, that kind of thing. So I am famous in terms of like, I know who I am, not like I'm a fucking celebrity. I'm going to get Instagram verified. No, no, no. So when I say I am rich, it is more than just money, but manifestations, here we go. So last podcast, I was kind of talking about manifestations and how to almost like speak them into existence or how I interpret it. So every day, especially lately, I've been having this like little, I think we know that I have like my little meal mantras. And when I have like, every every time I eat a meal, I like to close my eyes, just say thanks and then say something. And I will repeat that saying like daily. So lately, I'd say over the last like few weeks, I've been doing the, I am rich, famous, successful, but I will interpret each of those words into something specific for that day. So a couple days ago, I said, I am rich. And I said, I am making money. It was a, a pure, real money, give me the greens kind of thing. I had to go, I had like the phone company call me, but because still after five years, my Spanish is absolutely batshit horrible. I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. And they had called me like two times within a week. So I'm like, I need to go to the store. So I go to the store, get a little ticket. I wait in line in the kiosk for like 30 minutes. I go up to the front, still don't speak Spanish. And I was like, you're calling me and I don't know what the problem is. So like, what's up? And he's like, oh, we want to know. This is all me like translating it. He's like, we want to know if you want to renew your contract. And I was like, well, yes, because I need a phone. And we're looking at the options. And basically I can get the same plan, the 10 gigs a month. It used to be 700 pesos and now it's 500 pesos. So he's like trying to like upgrade me, right? I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I can get the same plan for 200 pesos less, which in American that works out just to to be like just over $10 less a month for the exact same thing. And he's like, yes, we can do that. And I'm like, so you're all of a sudden giving me $12 less a month for like no reason. He's like, yes. Like, okay. So then I can believe that these two things are aligned. Me saying that I am rich, that I am making money or saving my money. And the fact that this wonderful Telcel company was like, we're going to give you like a free $12 a month, basically. I can believe that those two are aligned. I can also believe in like, oh, you know what? Maybe it's just coincidence and it was bound to happen or whatever. But I believe that it is manifestations. And the more that you lean into that shit, for me, I'm like, yes, my manifestation has come true. And that's like a snowball effect, right? I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna keep doing this. I have motivation. Oh, there's that internal motivation coming back around or intrinsic. And I was like, yes, things are happening to me. The more that I say this, the more that I believe that great things are going to keep fucking happening. That is just how I manifest things. And some people can look at that and being like, well, it was just like, you're at the right place at the right time. And it was just coincidence. And like, that's totally cool. But I believe I manifested that and it happened. And I just love that for me. You think that how you want to, but anyway. And similar manifestation vibes, being aware of who I am, what I stand for, my truth, and owning my power, owning responsibilities, there's the transition. Lately, I don't even know lately. Okay, 
being Canadian and living in, I'm going to call it North American society and North American, yes, Mexico is North America, but more like Canada, US. We are in a culture of go, go, fucking go. You're not going fast enough. You're not doing enough. You need to be making more. Oh my God. If you're not, if you're not 10 minutes early, you are late, right? I know that some people feel that entirely. Moving to Mexico, even after five years, it is still very difficult for me. I will get to an appointment. I used to be like 10 minutes early for appointments. And then I would find myself waiting like 15 minutes after, even though the appointment only takes 10 minutes. So I'm like, okay, so I still need to transition in terms of stuff. But I have been a lot better at flowing with my time and not feeling as rushed. And I feel like a lot of that internal anxiety we fucking do to ourselves. Oh my God, I'm late. Oh my God, I need to run around. And then like when you're giving out that energy, guess what? You're going to hit traffic jams. You're going to hit every single red light possible. The car in front of you is going to stall because they are a new driver and they don't know how to work the stick shift. You know, all of that stuff happens. And I know that you're listening to this right now, nodding your head and you're like, oh my God, yes. Like full body. Yes. And so that is just all of us these days. And I've recently talked about how I like to time block and then add in buffer time because that totally helps. So if I have like a 15 minute appointment, I'm blocking out an hour for driving time and then possibly on the way back so that I know I'm not going to be rushed and I'm not going to schedule something like 15 minutes after that when it's like 30 minutes away, you know? So when I used to live, so I live in Cancun, I used to live in Playa del Carmen, which is like another city, like less than an hour away. When I lived there, I would always go to the gym at the same time. And I remember I had a friend there and he would go at the same time. And he's from USA. And we would always like exact same time, all, all, all the time. And there would be a couple times where he'd be like, you're late. And there was this one day, I don't know when this happened, but it was like, I, I don't even know how it just like popped into my brain, but it did. And when it hit me, I was like, oh, this is powerful shit. And I've just been loving it for me like years later. I said, he's like, you're late. And I look at my watch and I look at him and I was like, I am exactly at the time I need to be at. And that was all of a sudden wiping out any possible anxiety of me being late or me being rushed. And I was like, wow, that's cool shit. So I find myself sometimes, yes, I, I'm still on a schedule and I'm a very, very organized person. I time block out my gym times. I time block out my work times and everything. There's a time and a place where you can obviously have buffer, but like if you have an appointment or whatever, like, yes, you need to be on time. But when it's something like that and you release that self-created anxiety and instead of being like, oh my God, I'm late or oh my God, whatever the situation I am exactly where I need to be because if I could have been earlier, I would have been earlier, but I didn't. And instead of me trying to like, whatever, blame the universe for me being late and then just like having the whole day accumulate the anxiety of being late, I am now taking responsibility for my actions and my choices. And I think that is totally in alignment with me being rich, me being successful and me being famous. And you can ter interpret that how you want but I am in control of my time and my life. And when you take that power back, the power isn't anybody else's. Let's, let's just put that out there. The power is yours. The moment you say, oh, I'm late, it's like 
you're you're releasing your power like you have power in your pocket and all of a sudden you're just like fucking throwing it on the ground you're like i don't know it's not even mine you can take that back that's yours right now like nobody's coming nobody else wants your shit right i don't want to go take out some take up somebody's shit i want my own shit so you can be in control of your life and your time take that power back for you so wherever you're finding leaks in your power or you're dropping it or you're offloading your own responsibilities for your actions and your choices, pick your shit back up, put it in your pocket and carry on. All right. So those are, those are the big little, the big little nuggets, the big rocks in this podcast. I want to do a little quick, little rapid fire podcast that I'm loving lately. Leo Skeppy. Also, he is on TikTok. How I did not know about this human. I am totally upset with whoever knows of him. Like if I mention Leo Skeppy right now and you're like, oh my God, I love him. I am so mad at you right now for not even acknowledging his existence to me. You need to tell me these things. If you don't know who Leo Skeppy is, go see him on Instagram, go see him on TikTok, go see him on his podcast, his podcast. Oh my God. I can't remember. Um, unhinged and unbothered or something. I don't even know. It is a gold mine. It is amazing. Like get on that. I'm going to put his podcast in my show notes as well. Spotify music playlist that I am loving right now. Anything Courtney for life. I love my own playlist. I will totally hype them up. Go into Spotify, the little search bar, make sure the playlist filter is on and just type in Courtney for life. If you don't use the playlist filter, you'll get my podcast as well. Hi, we're here. We already know this exists. But if you search in the playlist section, Courtney for life, there's tons of them. You'll find like gym jams, cool as a cucumber. You're going to find like, um, prep. You're going to find a pro playlist. You're going to find 2021 or 2023.1 and then 0.2. And those are just like different. It's the same vibe. You get some old school stuff in there. You got some new school stuff. You got some, um, reggaeton, which I don't even, I know that the lyrics are so bad, but I still don't understand Spanish. So I'm like, it's okay. I just like the beat, but anyway. Spotify playlists. I am also loving, or what am I watching right now? Netflix, Jurassic Park. This time last month, 30 years ago, the first Jurassic Park was released. I'm high key obsessed with Jurassic Park. I love it. I love that whole series. Also, I am swapping out Basmati rice for jasmine rice. And I was going to put this on my Instagram stories today and I didn't. And I know that when I do post about it, people are going to be like, what's the benefit of that? I don't know. I just want a different rice profile taste. It has a different taste. If you don't know, try them out. See what you like better. But I'm just swapping it. We're going to see how it goes. I just bought a little baggie. I was getting like those massive Costco packs of basmati that are really cheap. But I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like changing it up a little bit. So I'm doing that. I was also thinking about maybe a red competition suit. I don't know. It's there. It's a thought. I sent it to my coaches. We discussed. I was actually surprised by the feedback, but there's that. I'm just going to leave that there. And then one thing I'm not loving, I saw someone in the gym today and I was like, no, this cannot be coming back. They were not bell bottoms, but she was wearing, and like, I'm not shaming this girl, but it's just like that. I, it's ick for me the leggings with the massive screen print across the butt. Like it was 
big. Do you remember when we used to wear like baggy sweatpants and we would have like the spirit wear from high school? This is me so hard. Spirit wear from high school, we would wear the sweatpants with the embroidered like school mascot name or whatever, but it would be embroidered so thick that the moment you wash it, it gets like lumpy and moldy and, and it warps and stuff. And then all of a sudden you get like an itchy butt from wearing it, but it's really cool. So yeah, no, just no. Butts are the emphasis of life these days and they're all over social media. We don't need to be emphasizing them anymore. Like they're big and they're beautiful. Let's not advertise on them, okay? That's it. There, This was a long one today. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm always open to conversations. So send me a message on Instagram if you're liking this or if there's if there's just anything. I'm gonna keep doing this, how it feels good and... I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to go park my butt in the sunshine. I'm going to put like SPF 50 on my face. <sighs> and I'm going to chill and I have some meal prep to do. So I will talk to you later. Thanks for hanging out and bye. Thanks for being here. There are so many ways you can show me your support, like subscribing, take a screenshot and share this on Instagram or send me a taco donation.